Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. I am so excited about what God is doing in our lives, in the church, and um, in the spirit realm, because I, I was just thinking about it. He's taking us to another level, and I tell you, and when we saw Pastor and uh, Jim last Sunday, it's like, that's how we were, and it was like, thank you, Lord, for, you know, giving us that example again to remember like this is what we're supposed to be doing and this is how the Holy Spirit rolls and we need to be rolling with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today I am going to talk about renewing the spirit of your mind because that is a constant battle. That is a constant growth uh, thing for people, but for Christians as well. And sometimes we forget that, you know, we've been saved for a long time and you know, we got it together, <laughs> but we're so influenced by the world and things around us and even some of our friends and family that we have to constantly keep in the forefront of our mind that I need to be renewing my mind. I need to remember that uh, I need to um, question, but I need to uh, examine things according to what the word of God says and not what I think or not what I'm hearing because the enemy slides things in there quickly and we have to be on top of it. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to, the, to this world, this age fashioned after and adopted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed or changed by the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideas, boy, I think I need my glasses on. <laughs> I thought I printed it big enough. <laughs> new ideas and its new attitude so that you may prove for yourself what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. We all know uh, you can be saved and still be conformed to the world. The Christian way of life is uh, a continual growth which is what I was saying, we grow in strong in faith. We go stronger in the knowledge of the word. We go strong in what we believe uh, and just know that our minds won't be changed no matter what. I'm stubborn that way. I already know that. Everybody in my family knows that. When I believe something and know that I know that I know this is how it's supposed to be, I will not change. (laughs) And that's how we all need to be. You think about it. Uh, We start believing what the Bible says even more and more because we're growing from level to level. Uh, We look to change ourselves, our lifestyle. I know we've changed our lifestyle, Scott and I, because when we first got, I mean, we weren't saved when we first started coming into the church and then we got saved. And so we did, we had some major change in the (laughs) two. We start changing how we think and sometimes not even changing ourselves, but, and how we think. We have to let the Holy Spirit change us because I remember um, when I got saved uh, in this church, everybody was so big on, you know, confronting people and you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And why are you dressed that way? (laughs) And I must admit, I needed to change how I was dressed because when I first came in, it was like, okay, this is not how you go to church. (laughs) 
And back there, every back then, everybody was dressed up. You wore, you know, nice clothes, dresses, and all that. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> my what I always thought was like, you know, you come as you are. Well, <laughs> I don't think they really wanted me to come as I was back then. <laughs> Thank God the Holy Spirit changes people, because it's like. Uh, and one lady said that somebody came up to me and said something about how I was dressed. And, uh, and then another lady came up to me while that person was confronting me. And I'm like, I'm new. I'm walking into the church. Is that going to make me stay? No. (laughs) And, uh, and this lady said, don't worry about it. It's the Holy spirit that changes you, not what people say to you. And I thought, okay, the Holy spirit. (laughs) <laughs> who is that? You know? But I said, okay, okay, thank you so much, because I was, like, getting offended, and a lot of times people get offended. We had a lady uh, Friday night come into the our uh, the primetime event, which was awesome, and she stood in the back, and she looked around, and she didn't see her friend. Her friend was running late, and she didn't know that. So she turned around and left, and I'm like, I know that lady, but I was talking to somebody else or introducing people. So I was like, okay, somebody needs to go grab her, um, and somebody did get up, but they, but she said, oh, no, I, I, I don't belong here. I don't see my friend, and she was just real introverted, so I think she was just shy. And uh, me, I would have just dragged her in. <laughs> but uh, she just let her go, so she turned around and left. And then her friend came after she left, and so she's calling her. And she said, oh, but I didn't see anybody that I know. And I looked at her, and I said, I know that lady. She's been going to the church forever. What is she talking about? She doesn't know anybody. So it's like, you know what? The Holy Spirit needs to change us and put boldness inside of us that we don't need to know anybody. And my kids and everybody tease me all the time. That they say, you talk to anybody. I'm like, well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> what's wrong with that? Because I'm out in the grocery store. I just start up a conversation and everything. <laughs> My daughter's shaking her head as we walk away from this guy. And she's like, you are just so friendly. And it's like, is that a bad thing? <laughs> More people need people talking to them today. And uh, one of the ladies um, Friday night was saying, um, oh, that wasn't Friday night. It was a Saturday morning in corporate prayer, how um, she was stopped at the store before she came. And these people were in there and the Holy Spirit just nudged her to, you know, ask them if they need prayer. And as soon as she opened her mouth to ask that before nobody was speaking to anybody, everybody bombarded her with a prayer request. (laughs) And it's like, see, People will not open their mouths until they know somebody's ready to listen to them or just are concerned. And she said, I just never thought the Holy Spirit just telling me to ask these people in the store if they need prayer. And, I mean, they were giving her lists, my family, my finances, school. And (laughs) and I'm like, see, I said, you know what, during these trying times, um, we do need to change how we think, and we do need to uh, grow strong in our faith and in our boldness because people, a lot of people have no hope, and they need to know we have hope, and, you, and we will pray for you to get hope, and we'll pray for you for your circumstances. Amen. The real person we are is not our bodies or a mind, but a spirit. The Bible says we are made in the image and likeness of God and God is a spirit. And we need to remember that because this is just a shell like Peter told us. And I think Paul, and I think I 
got it somewhere in here. John 4, 24 says, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Genesis 1, 26 says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. We are like God. I wish we had everything. I just wish he poured everything on us. <laughs> Don't use so every circle that we can just float around and be, you know, doing what we're supposed to do all the time. But, you know, he may, we are made in his image. And we need to think about that and remember that, that we are important. We are special. We are unique. And we are, were made in his image and his likeness. And when we think of that, you know, we need to be walking like pastor always walks on stage, you know, got his little dip in his step <laughs> because we are important. Uh, when we're born again, it takes place in our spirit. And uh, how many of us know after we pray the sinner's prayer, we still do the same silly things we did before until we decide to um, work hard to change because some things we get from our parents some things just from the influences around us, especially if you had nobody to tell you how you're supposed to act or anything or how you're supposed to think. So just because we prayed the sinner's prayer doesn't mean we're going to change. <laughs> and some people think that. I mean, at first, you know, I thought that, you know, okay, I prayed the sinner's prayer. I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then, you know, it's so easy to go back and do what you've always been doing, even if you didn't get the results you want, Right. So Pastor Larry has said so many times after he got saved, he was so happy. What did he do? He went home to celebrate by smoking a joint. <laughs> so just because you pray the sinner's prayer doesn't mean anything changes. <laughs> I mean, that's the perfect example right there. And uh, so, you know, his flesh didn't automatically change, but his spirit man changed. And that's what's so good when we remember that. Because every time I just have that picture in my head of him getting saved. And how many people come to church in our church right here and get saved. And then we think, okay, now you're a Christian. Go on your way. No, we need to mentor them. We need to talk to them. We need to be friends with them. Because otherwise they're going to go back and do the same thing they always did. Amen. So now it's time to get to work after you uh, prayed that prayer. And no one can change you or us, except us. We're the factor. God can uh, get his spirit inside of us, and He can. we can read, and we can study, and we can come to classes, but we have to absorb, we have to connect with, and we have to take what is being taught and apply it to our lives so we decide to change. I always would think, okay, you get saved, you go to church, you hear all this stuff, and you'll automatically just decide to do it. But that, it doesn't work that way. How many know it doesn't work that way? You have to make a decision to apply what you heard, what you're hearing, and change. Make the change for yourself. 1 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It didn't say they have become new. Paul said all things are become new, which you think about, it's like, okay, that's not good English. <laughs> but what he's saying, something has changed in us already. The initial peace and joy of salvation has changed, changed us, and it affects our way of thinking, but our head is still in the same condition. Uh, thinking the same things we, before we pray the sinner's prayer. It's our spirit man that has been renewed 
or recreated. So when we have that, our spirit man is renewed and recreated. But now we have a different part of our body to work on. Amen. Being born again is a spiritual experience which changes the human spirit from being dead and separated from God to a live spirit fellowshipping with God. And that is the great part that sometimes we don't always hear. Uh, When we get born again, now we can talk to God. Some people, if they're not saved, they try to talk to God, but they don't know what to say. They don't know uh, that they're not connected. A lot of people don't realize they're not connected. But when we get saved or born again, now we're connected. So we can tell God anything. I remember when uh, something happened in my life and I started yelling at God. And it's like, why is this happening to me? This is my life. This is just not a job. This is not, you know, how it's supposed to be, you know. And then I heard this voice. And, of course, it sounded like me. But it's like I knew it wasn't me because I'm like, okay, I wouldn't just say that. (laughs) He just, you know, it was like, just, you know, calm down, take a breath. And realize that I did not bring you here to fail. And uh, when I heard that, I'm like, like okay, because I, I knew it wasn't me. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, because some people really doesn't, they don't understand how God speaks to you. It'll sound like you, and it'll be in your mind, but you'll realize, I wouldn't tell myself that. Or, okay, why am I thinking that? You know, but sometimes it's just the Holy Spirit and God talking to you. So you need to realize that and plug in. It's like, okay, if it's not something I would tell myself normally, then it's, it's God, especially if it lines up with his word, especially if it's moving you to a point of success or moving you to another level in your life that will help you progress. Amen. The devil definitely is not going to do that. <laughs> if we have Christians could just plug in or tap into this new spirit man right away, like I said, we could walk through life from, from the first day uh, we're born again, overcoming every single circumstance in our lives. But that's not how it works. We still have a soul and a body to deal with, and sometimes um, we forget that. Being transformed is a complete and total change, and uh, it's it's uh, easy to be one. It's easy to, ceasing one thing and becoming another thing. A good example is like the butterfly with the. Um, how they change from a caterpillar and make their little cocoon and they come in as a caterpillar. And then after a certain time, oh, now they're a beautiful butterfly. Well, that's us. We come in hurt, broken, uh, like pastor say, broken and disgusted. <laughs> and, uh, and we hear God's word. Our spirit is renewed and recreated. So now we can take uh, the lessons he's teaching us And we can apply that and we come out totally different. And that's when you lose your friends, your family don't want to be around you, (laughs) your co-workers all of a sudden don't understand who you are and what happened. What happened to that party person? What happened to the person who, you know, would just hang with the gang? (laughs) Got saved. And so, and so, but we can be an example because that doesn't mean you can't have fun. And sometimes you think when you get saved, uh, your whole life changes to a point where you can't have any fun anymore. You got to stay in your house locked up and can't do anything. And, and we did have a great time on Friday and, uh, you know, you can still do karaoke. You can still, you can still go out. 
It's just how you act when you go out. We go out, we listen to jazz, we go to places like that, and it's like, it's not a bad thing to go out. It's just how you inside are and what you project to other people, amen? Our soul is our mind, emotions, and our will. This is where our thinking, reasoning, and imagining takes place, and sometimes we forget that. (laughs) This is where all that, our thinking, our reasoning for different things, and our imagining uh, we, when we decide how to react or to respond to circumstances of our life. And sometimes we forget that, okay, we have control of those things. And that's where renewing the spirit of your mind comes in because sometimes our imagination can go way out in left field, our, uh, especially looking at things on TV or movies or just around us, looking at all the nutty stuff going on. Uh, our thinking and how we respond to other things. You think about some of the things going on nowadays, and sometimes you just want to slap somebody. <laughs> I think I can say that. <laughs> but it's true, you do, when you come up to people, uh, and they're just so nutty, and you go, what is wrong with you, and what are you thinking? <laughs> and you just want to go. <laughs> but we can't do that, but we have to... Our response and how we react will change that person's life. And, uh, and it, it takes us to another level in, in our lives and how we are able to react to other people. Because the people we come in contact with, even coming into church for the first time, they're not saved. They could do, say anything. I mean, in the, in the children's ministry, I had little kids, three and four-year-old, calling me the B word. And I'm like, okay, I'm in church. Okay. Don't slap this little boy. <laughs> but then you have to talk to the parents and say, uh, I just want to let you know this is what happened. You know, because they just, they learn from their parents, you know, and that'll give the parent a time to go, oh my God, I repent. You know, or they have to know that they have to change what they're doing in their home because kids will go out and do exactly what they see. So when some uh, kids are out there doing something weird or crazy, you go, Okay, now where did they learn that? <laughs> and sometimes that's why we as adults have to change how we are do what we're doing, how we're talking, how we're reacting to different things so our kids know this is how you do it, not just go out there and be crazy like they watch. Sometimes I, my daughter's showing me this TikTok stuff, and it's like, really? People do the craziest thing. They have so much time on their hands, they don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> I'm like, why are you looking at that stuff? What is it? It's, I guess, it's just entertainment, I guess. <laughs> but it's like people are, I guess they can make money off of doing that stuff. And I'm like, what in the world? And that's what people are seeing. Even our, our young children, our young adults, they're seeing all of that instead of seeing how you can react and be as a Christian. So it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> our soul is not born again, but our bo- and neither is our body. Sometimes we forget that. That's why we keep our bodies healthy. We do what we need to do to, so it can last until Jesus comes back. Um, our body is our home here on earth. Peter called it our, uh, our tent for our spirit man to live in. And I'm like, okay, our tent for our spirit. But, but really, that's what it is. Our spirit is alive inside of us. And sometimes, I think sometimes when something's happening, you get butterflies or an ache in your stomach, and you go, okay, that's, that's our spirit man telling us something is not right here. <laughs> and we need to pay attention because sometimes we can just 
go by it and not even think about what's going on. Um, we have the spirit realm we live in after we're born again or saved, but we also have the soul and earthly realm to deal with, and that's where we have the most trouble. And we see that right now. So many kids, they, have no, they just don't know who they are. And I think that is so sad. And then the schools are trying to indoctrinate them and telling them different things. And a lady was on uh, the news yesterday. And uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, I think it was yesterday or Friday. And she was talking, now you can't be a mother giving birth to your babies. Now you got to be a birthing person. And I'm like, stop it. Stop it. And they're putting that on the news. And how many people are really absorbing that stuff? craziness it's like they're trying to get rid of women they're trying to change your how you think about people now there's lgbtq rstvuvw you know nobody knows who they are anymore and all they need to do is read the word of god or you're a male or you're a female god does not make mistakes you know and if, and if you thought he made a mistake then you need to renew your mind to what he says because he knows all things amen and he created us so he should know and, but, it, but the kids are confused and stupid parents are letting them be confused and even helping them be confused. I, you know, especially little kids, you know, five, six, you know, even 10, 12, they don't know, 13, it's 16, they don't know. And, and parents are, well, now he's a girl. No, he could change his mind in an instant. So don't let people, you know, it's, it's like stop letting people tell you they can have surgery. Kids think they want to have one thing, and then the next year or next month they change their mind. And that's why I think I read now so many uh, kids that are going through all that stuff are, are committing suicide. And it's like confusion, chaos, the enemy is running rampant, trying to get rid of our next generation of kids. And, and, and. Well, bluntly, which I am, <laughs> it's the parents' fault because, you know, it's the parents' fault and sometimes the grandparents' fault because we're not, you know, putting our foot down and say, this is the way that it should be and tell those kids you are not, you might think you're that way right now, but uh, let me help you with something. <laughs> let me help you with something and tell you what the word of God says. And, you know, and they can go because now, it's a fad. Kids in school go with fads. If somebody's doing something, of course, they're going to want to try it or just all of a sudden now. I think when I was growing up, they were um, gothic. Kids, you know, they wanted to wear everything black. You know, their nails black, their makeup, their lips black, their eyes all black, their hair charcoal black. And it's like, oh, my God, you guys look like witches. <laughs> but you can't even tell them anymore. You just have, you know, the fruit. What's your fruit? Amen. So the Holy Spirit has to get involved and lives inside of us because we're born again, but we still overlook sometimes and reject what he says, that still small voice inside, that voice that you hear that tells you something different than what you were already thinking. That would be God. <laughs> the key to us living a successful and joyful Christian life is to get our mind uh, to line up with the Spirit and obey what the Spirit man says. And it's you think it's so hard sometimes, but... It really isn't hard. Romans 8, 6, and 7 says, For to be carnally minded or fleshly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. 
If you're living a fleshy life, you can't, the laws of God don't mean anything to you. And you can't do it because you, you because you're totally in a different realm, a different uh, area. Um, we can only think two ways, carnally or fleshly and, and spiritually. We have a choice in how we think. And sometimes even the government is like, they're trying to stop us from having a choice. And uh, everything we hear on the news, everything kids are being taught now in college, even in schools, the younger kids uh, in kindergarten or whatever, now they're trying to pe- stop people from thinking. Before we used to be, uh, America used to be a people of thinkers. Now they just want us to listen and do what we're told. <laughs> yes, eight, six, and seven. And it's like, so we need to start being thinkers again. And even TV dulls us from uh, thinking. I remember when we first got saved, we were totally all in. We got rid of our TVs. We got rid of our music. And I wish we had kept all them albums and everything. <laughs> but we got rid of all of that because that's the church we were in. Oh, you can't do any of that stuff. You can't have TVs. And uh, so we said, okay, we're not going to do all that stuff, which was so hard. But it was like, okay, we're not going to do that. And we did it for probably six months and said, okay, we think we got it now. We can <laughs> get our TV back to watch movies and everything. But it, 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 was, it was good because it made us, you know, focus a little bit more on what God said, especially being newly saved and uh, just focusing on that, read, actually read our Bibles, study, dig in there and see what, you know, different translation says and what somebody else might be preaching. But I remember when before Scott was all into it and he was watching uh, Casey Treat on TV and he'd watch uh, Pat Robinson, Robertson and a couple other people. And I'm like, what the heck? Because I grew up Catholic. So I'm like, why are you listening to all these weird people? <laughs> but then I was uh, listening one time Casey Treat was teaching, which is where we got saved in Seattle. And uh, he started talking about the Bible. And I was like, wait a minute. I actually understand what he's talking about. He is making it so clear because in the Catholic Church, either they're saying it to you in uh, Latin or um, they don't even tell you the whole scripture and explain anything. And, and it's just a bunch of repetition. But when he said that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I understand him and that's the only time I decide okay I'll go to church because before Scott would go to the healing services and church and I'm like I'm not going you know but then when he finally did that I I was actually listening to him and I'm like man I understood what he was talking about okay I'll go to church and that's when we got saved and we got saved at the same time and didn't even know it (laughs) uh so what does God say about our thoughts? Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As one who reckons, he says to you, eat and drink, yet his heart is not with you, but is grudging the cost. Um, and we all know that. For whatever you think, it, you know, it's in your heart, really. So that's who you are. Whatever you think, that's who you really are. And... Um, it's, it's amazing. It's a miracle how God can just change that, how you think about certain things. You, you might be a person like right now you see so many kids having a clue on what a job is. They don't even want a job. <laughs> and it's like 
But nobody's teaching them how this is what you do when you, when you start getting older. You know, even at 15, you can go get a job. Even at 13 and 12, here's how you make some money. Here's what you can do with your money. Because a lot of kids, I remember, um, I think even some people in my family, they didn't even know how to write a check, and they were not teenagers. They were not teenagers. They were young adults. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know how to write a check? What do you mean you can't go to the bank and open up an account? You can do all that stuff on your own. Get your own Social Security card if you lose it. You can, you can go online or you can call and get a, a, a birth certificate if you lose it. You can go, you can go to, walk in any bank and open up an account with $25, $5, whatever you want to put in. You can open up an account. It's, it's amazing. People still don't know that. <laughs> um, one of the most important things in our lives is the control of our mind. Many people have troubled minds. We see today there are tons of people with troubled minds, and they've not been told or given the guidance of how to live uh, and how to treat people. And we see that every day. They don't know about the Ten Commandments. All that stuff is taken out. Now they want to take down all the statues. And, yes, everybody that has a statue wasn't right on. But learn from what they did so you don't repeat it. And people, they're trying to erase all the history, good, bad, you know, mediocre, whatever it is. We need to know that. Our kids need to know that because suppose something happened right now. I don't think half the kids or young people nowadays would even want to be in the service to protect this country because they make this country seem so horrible. And and my daughter gets mad at me sometimes. But I was in the store, and this guy was one of his friends. Was um, this cashier was talking to one of his friends that came up, and he's going into the service. Why are you doing that? These people don't love us. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> if you don't love this country, go to a third world country. Go somewhere else if you don't love this country and aren't ready to defend this country. Because we do things here that people can't do everywhere else. You can, talk, you can say what you think, but when it comes and when the rubber meets the road, you got to know that this is your country and you're ready to defend this country. Otherwise, you know, you could be like they are in, uh, you know, in Iran. <laughs> uh, so we need to make sure people know all that and we need to look at what's going on in our world and teach people around us, you know, how to renew their minds and not everything is a good thing. That you hear, and everything is not true that you hear. Uh, the Bible gives instructions on what's happening in Galatians. If you, it says, if you bite and devour one another in strife, and we see that right now, be careful that you and your whole fellowship are not consumed by one another. And isn't that happening today? Uh, people are against one another because of what's being introduced and put into their minds through TV and social media. Race relations are skyrocketing in the wrong direction. It's not just black and against white anymore. Now it's escalating to Asian against white, Jewish against white, Hispanic against white, white against white. Who's next? Are they going to bring the Indians back into it? You know, you think of all that and it's like, what are we doing to each other? We're all, you know, human. We're all have the same blood. And I tell you what, nobody's on their own. Everybody's mixed. Look back in history. <laughs> And there is nobody pearly white or coming from Europe or anything. Everybody's intertwined somehow, some way. And, uh, and we think about it in Jewish people. You see Jewish people in Asia. You see Jewish people in Africa. You see Jewish people in Germany. You know, people are intertwined, and we forget that we're the same. 
And that's why we have to renew our minds as Christians because people are looking at us and we have to be the people um, changing the atmosphere, changing the atmosphere, changing how people think, how we think, get it right with us first, and then demonstrate that to somebody else. Amen. Uh, Paul tells us further down in Galatians, verse 19 and to 21, exactly what the works of the flesh are or the world are. Um, I'm not going to read them all, but immorality, indecency, sorcery, anger, jealousy, selfishness, dissensions, uh, peculiar opinions. We see that now. Envy, drunkenness, just to name a a few. And then he goes on to tell us not to become self-conceited, competitive, and challenging, provoking, and irritating to one another. And and you think about that. Uh, my daughter showed me something about somebody they call Karen. And, uh, well, they, that name they use, Karen. But uh, it was like somebody was irritating her. But you know what? It's like what she was doing was irritating to that person. It wasn't the person doing anything. And it's like, stop irritating each other. But live our lives under the influence of the Holy Spirit, walking, talking, living a spiritual life. Amen. The devil blinds the minds to spiritual truths every single time it's spoken, every single time it's presented. Um, he blinds the minds of uh, a lot of people. We can look at some people we know. They may know and have all kinds of degrees and knowledge and disciplines, but when it comes to spiritual things, they don't know anything. And it's like, my gosh. And you can look and say, you are so blinded. But you know what? Then they need us to be an example. Even if we, we don't have to confront them, we don't have to do anything. We can just say little things. Well, you know, that's not exactly right. Or, uh, well, let's try it this way, you know, to get them using their minds on their own instead of being influenced by something else. Our minds reject or don't want to believe that we are blinded in some areas, but that's why we have the Holy Spirit come. Amen. Thank God for sending and giving us the Holy Spirit. We also know the Bible talks about being double-minded. Uh, Luke 12 says, And do not have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, but seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. That's Luke 12, 29 through 31. James 1, 8 says, For being as he is a man of two minds, hesitating on everything, he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything he thinks feels and decides and that's the person you don't want to be Uh, you this person wants to be um it's like a person wants to be secure in both worlds they got one foot in the world and they have one foot uh, in church you know and they just don't want to give up their sins they don't want to give up their lifestyle but you know what you can't do that and you're unstable you don't know which way to go um how many of us know that is jesus christ that cures the mind and body of their cravings for things that destroy us, and that wrong thinking will destroy us if we let it. That's why we need to take control of our minds, our emotions, and our will. We're the ones that do that. That's why uh, God gives us the option. You can come to me and have life, or you can reject me and have death. Amen? And that's spiritual death, but sometimes it's the other one too. The Bible tells us why we need to renew and protect our minds. Life and death is determined by our thought life. Thoughts are words sown into our hearts. They affect our life physically and spiritually. Out of the abundance of the heart comes words and actions of a person. And uh, I think my daughter was telling me just the other day because I said something like that. And she said, well, sometimes people just get angry 
And, and they just say things they don't mean. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you say something, you can't take it back. So whatever comes out of your mouth, that's who you are. <laughs> so that's why the Bible tells us to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Because sometimes you can be ready to say the wrong thing. And once it's out there, you know, it, it has, um, it does things. It sends things out to the person you're talking to. And it, it does something to you also. And sometimes it's easy for us to forget. Well, I put it out there for you, but don't forget it does something to you too. Uh, the enemy spends a lot of time and effort in putting bad thoughts into our minds because he knows they open the door to our hearts. And we need to remember that he puts things out there that we can take in and put it in our hearts and then it becomes a part of us. We need, to, we need our willpower to renew our minds an unrenewed mind will result in an ungodly action. So our willpower, we need that willpower to change, to not only want to change, we need it to change because our mind goes like this. It gives us different thought patterns all the time. I was watching um, something on Netflix, I think it was called The Human, and it was talking about our bodies and how our brain works and this little bitty almond-shaped thing in our brain since all the, our emotions and since all the things to our body to get it started working, all the electrical currents and everything, this little bitty thing in the middle of our brain. And, uh, and I'm like, wow. And, and I told somebody, I used to t- tell the kids, our, our brain is like a computer. It does what we tell it to do. So we need to remember that when something comes to the mind, say, nope, I'm not going to do that. We're going to do this. And that little thing in our brain remembers every single thing that we've experienced, every single thing and reaction that we had. And when it becomes familiar to you and something happens kind of like that, that kicks in and that same reaction that you had before will show up. And I'm like, wow. And my kids at my husband and, and uh, my daughter was in there and they said what the heck are you watching and I was like it's about the human body and how it works and I've always loved biology so no this is really good and they were like okay we're out of here <laughs> but it's so it's so true because every single thing um is that little thing in your brain it brings your emotions forward it helps. It brings your reactions, however you're going to react and everything. Ephesians 4, 22 and 23 says, Strip yourselves of your former nature. Put off and discard your old, renewed self, which characterized your previous manner of life and become corrupt and becomes corrupt through lust and desires that spring from delusion. How much delusion do we see out there today? And be constantly, constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. And I, and I, I love the Amplified Bible. So these are all from the Amplified Bible. The ignorance of a mind not renewed by the word of God leaves us devoid of the power of God. Think about that. The ignorance of the mind not being renewed by the word leaves us devoid of the power of God. And we need that power to live our lives. Um, A Christian who lives without knowing the will of God is as harmless to Satan as someone who does not know the Lord at all. A Christian who lives their lives without knowing the will of God is is as harmless to the enemy as someone who does not know the Lord at all. We need to renew our minds by God's word. It's essential for our lives. 
um, that our lives that are to be full of his power. Where your mind goes, our lives follow. So let's not let our imagination create an image in, the, in which things will go bad for us. Amen. Some people do it all the time. We hear that with uh, prayer requests. Oh, my family's been sick. I know I'm going to get it. Or, you know, sickness is worsening. Or you're getting sick like your parents did. Relationships are breaking. Businesses are failing. We need to grab all those imaginations and, and judge them according to the word of God. Expecting something good to happen is a choice, an act of our faith. A person with a renewed mind has positive expectations in the forefront of their minds. And... I'm running out of time. I ran out. But I do have a handout back there, seven steps to renew your mind. And, and it's real powerful for us to really take and think about. Uh, we need to stop waiting for an outside miracle to change your mind. We need to stop waiting for an outside miracle to keep us healthy. We have a choice. Make ourselves healthy. And uh, stop believing that you can't control your thoughts because we can control our thoughts. It's up to us to control every single thing that we do. Nobody can do that for us. And a lot of times nowadays, they want uh, the, this new generation, they want things done for them. They want things done for them. And people are telling them that. You can have these things for you. That's like, uh, I think during the elections or something, they were saying, you know, um, we want to all share in the prosperity. We want to all share. Well, you can share in misery too. <laughs> you can share and be in poor if you want to, but you know, but you know, and, it, and that's socialism. And people think all this socialism, socialism, really is communism, and they don't put that out there. I think if they use that word, more people would go, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> but now they change it to make it sound more inviting, and that's what the enemy does. So we need to make sure that we're judging every single thought that we have according to the Word of God. Every action before you have an action. Think about what you're getting ready to do, even though sometimes things happen so quickly. But if it's in you, you'll do the right thing. You'll react the right way, the way God wants you to react instead of uh, how the world reacts. And we want to be different than the world. Amen.